on the Aggie Sports Network. From Learfield, Aggie basketball has been brought to you by Sports Academy and Racquet Club. Your club, your results, your life. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Ford, go further. Also by ARS, clean up, restore, rebuild. Welcome to Aggie Postgame. Here's Scott Gerard. the final here in Logan. Utah State gets the victory after only leading by one at the break. Aggies pushed the lead as high as 23 in the second half, and then, you know, San Jose State tried to uh, make things a little bit more interesting. But for the most part, Aggies were in the driver's seat in the second half and pull away for a big victory. Now four in a row for Utah State, and uh, the Aggies have now evened up their conference record at 5-5. Yeah, really, really, whew, I mean, I'm a sigh of relief, right? But, yeah, the, the Spartans, uh, six three-pointers in the second half kind of kept them close and kept that score looking a little bit closer than, than the actual game was. But good effort by them. But the Aggies just too much tonight. Uh, really ball moving, ball moving. Um, you know, de- defense was a little sketchy at the beginning of the game, but then they really kicked it in. So good job by the Aggies tonight. So with Utah State improving to uh, 14 and nine overall, uh, and it and it feels like what you know in these games, what a difference a couple weeks make, Coach. Things can yeah. change pretty quick. Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, you know this is uh, Fe- February, right? Really, the players take over in February, and this uh, this team seems to have some solid leadership. And and uh, boy, it's it's not really a different guy every night. It's kind of a combination of everybody every night. So. You know that that'll bode well, and and Saturday a big game, be a big game for us. But we've got a lot of momentum at the right time. Well, there's no doubt about that. Discount tires with locations in Logan, Providence, and Smithfield, offering services such as oil changes, emissions, car ma- car alignments, car maintenance, and more. There we go. More information available at webtires.net. All right, so let's go through the stats on this one. With the Aggies getting 19 points from Brandon Horvath, as well as 11 rebounds and five assists. Over the last several games, he's really been filling up the stat sheet. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, he's kind of found a found a nice groove, a little inside-outside, right? Nice balance, I should say. And uh, that's that's really shown in the stats. Uh, Justin Bean got off to a slow shooting night tonight, but ends up with 18 points, 11 rebounds, and five assists. And again, oh, and overall, Utah State with 24 assists on their 31 made buckets tonight. Yeah, really sharing the ball. Not a lot of turnovers tonight. Uh, ball security was there. And, and uh, you know, versus that zone, they had some, I mean, tremendous passes that really uh, ripped that thing apart. Yeah, Utah State, again, as we mentioned, uh, just moved the ball extremely well. There were some moments there in the first half where it felt like the zone may have bogged things down a little bit. Uh, the Aggies, uh, there was one point where Utah State went 1 of 12 shooting near the end of the first half, but I don't know if that was just bad luck because they had a lot of looks at the rim that just didn't fall. Uh, or if it was the zone, but Utah State certainly corrected things in the second half. Yeah, I feel like six or seven of those shots were on the same two possessions, right? They're kind of yeah. right there at the rim. But, um, yeah, the, the, you know, the, the zone did. Obviously, anytime you see something different, you know, it's going to throw you for a little bit of a loop and take some time. I think they were well prepared for it. A lot of time it's just different seeing it in practice and running against scout when all of a sudden you got to get out there and there's some length and athleticism. And San Jose really quick off the jump and, and – uh, you know, jump in the passing lanes, challenging our shots. I thought that gave us a little bit of problem in the first half, but uh, we kind of auto-corrected that as we moved along. R.J. Idlerock with 11 points, four rebounds, and two assists in this game. Sean Bearstow with six, Stephen Ashworth with nine, 
All nine of those points coming from three-pointers as he was three of nine. Also had two rebounds and three assists. Also want to shout out Max Scholgad, eight points tonight, two rebounds, four assists. But that doesn't feel like that tells enough of the story of how well I thought he played tonight. Timing, right? The timing of it. Like when when he really, you, you said he's playing the best basketball you've seen him play all season long. Was that such a key moment in the game? And so it really stands out and magnifies itself. Utah State shot 46% from the field, 34% from three, uh, six of 11 from the free throw line, uh, only five turnovers tonight. You'll certainly take that. And uh, Utah State forcing 12 turnovers from San Jose State. And uh, the Spartans led in scoring. They had three players in double figures. Smith with 14, Amy with 11, who I think is a really good player. Uh, Moore had nine in the first half, but only had that one free throw in the second. He ends up with 10 in the game. Yeah, it seems like they kind of uh, you know made some adjustments at halftime and you know put a little lockdown, or he may have locked down himself. You know, it's ne- you never know. Utah State gets the W, 78-62 on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield with Utah State now winning four games in a row. Siegfried and Jensen specializing in injury cases for more than 30 years. Siegfried and Jensen helping those that have been injured in auto accidents. A proud supporter of Aggie Athletics. More information about the law firm is available at SiegfriedandJensen.com. We'll continue on with your post-game show next. You're listening to Aggie Hoops from Learfield. Utah State with the win, uh, with the victory tonight, 78-62. to Aggies get the win and now are back to 500 in conference play. Utah State shooting 37% from the field tonight and uh, also shooting uh, 42% from three. Aggies uh, also doing a tremendous, or excuse me, um, that's, the, uh, that's the halftime stats. Let's look at the full game stats here. Uh, again, 46% from the field, 34% from three on a 10 of 29 shooting. Uh, Aggies only turned it over five times. 38 to 29 is your rebounding advantage for Utah State in this one. And uh, 13 of those rebounds coming on the offensive side. Uh, Aggies getting outscored on bench points, 23 to 15. Points in the paint, decidedly Utah State's favor, 34 to 25. And fast break points, that's something that's been uh, working in Utah State's favor, too. Um, they've been able to get out and transition. They've been able to get out and run. Ten fast break points to only three from San Jose State. Five blocks tonight, as well as five steals for Utah State. The other day, Air Force had a bunch of deflections that led to steals. They actually had ten steals against Utah State. Uh, but Air, but San Jose State only with two tonight. And Utah State just tremendous ball movement. 24 assists on 20, or yeah, on uh, 31 made buckets tonight. Just Great ball movement, knowing where to go with the ball, finding the open man, and moving it extremely well. And Utah State able to get that victory tonight. Again, 78-62. to Largest lead in the second half was 23 by Utah State before San Jose State in garbage time is able to hit a couple threes and trim up that lead a little bit. But for the most part, this is a team that uh, knew what they needed to do in the second half. And San Jose State, by the way, all the credit, uh, a lot of credit needs to go to San Jose State. They fought hard tonight. Uh, they were down to an eight-man rotation coming into this game. They had a player get hurt, so they only had seven guys. You could tell they ran out of gas a little bit there in the second half, but you also have to admire what Utah State was able to do in pulling away. Amari Moore played 38 minutes tonight. Uh, Smith played 40 minutes, went wire to wire in this game. So these guys had to play a lot. The altitude, I think, caught up to San Jose State. And Utah State, I mean, let's just be honest, is a better team. Uh, but San Jose State really had to fight to try to get themselves um, uh, to separate themselves because the Spartans 
just weren't going away in this game. And they, they fought like crazy for sure, and uh, credit goes out to them for that. Twisted Sugar Cookies has more than 20 cookie flavors and more than 100 flavors of specialty sodas. They even have gluten-free options as well, located at 532 South Main Street, Suite 120 in Logan. Full menu can be viewed at twistedsugar.com. All right, so let's look ahead a little bit for Utah State and their schedule as Utah State, after that victory um, tonight, um, has four in a row. Now they'll play UNLV coming up on Saturday. So this three-game homestand will conclude coming up on Saturday when they take on the Rebels, and then a big one coming up on Tuesday when Utah State will hit the road to take on Wyoming, then back here against Nevada, and then a critical two-game stretch when Utah State's at San Diego State and at Boise State. And you don't see this happen very often, but uh, Utah State, you know, turned things around, and they turned it around very quickly as the Aggies now have won four in a row and are now in a situation where uh, they can uh, put that winning streak to five, but a really good UNLV team coming into town coming up on Saturday. With that, the head coach of the Aggies, Ryan Odom, kind enough to join us. And, uh, Coach, I think uh, before we get started, San Jose State undermanned yeah. in this game, lost yeah. a player. They fought their tail off tonight in this they game. They really did. They really did. Credit to Coach Miles and, and his guys. You know, he's, he came in here with eight, and they were the eight that were on the scouting report, obviously, and, and – they're, they're just battling right now. Uh, their offense is tough to guard. Um, they really spread you out. Um, you know, the, the, the point guard continues to get better. Obviously, you saw how uh, dynamic Moore can be, especially in that first half, you know, him getting downhill and getting some, some baskets in and around the rim and, and not settling for threes. I mean, he was going really hard to the basket. And they, they got us caught, you know, in between, you know, several times and got behind us a little bit and got us in some scrambles, and they moved the ball really well. They're well coached. And, uh, and they mixed it up defensively. I mean, that's really what happened on defense, you know, in the first half. You know, it took our guys a little bit of time to get used to the zone. You know, your looks are different, you know, when you, when you haven't played against the zone in, in, you know, quite a bit of time. And that, you know, that uh, amount of zone, right, We've seen a possession here or two, you know, in, in, in particular games, but not, you know, a heavy dose like this. I mean, it was pretty much the whole game, right? And we knew that coming in, and that's what we worked on, uh, you know, going into the game, that it would be a possibility that they would they would play heavy zone. But they switched back and forth from the 1-3-1 one, one to the 2-3, and I thought we were a little bit antsy in the first half in and around the basket and uh, missed, some, missed some shots that we normally make. And – you know, we talked to our guys at halftime about just settling in, all right, knowing where to be and catch. And, and then, you know, there, there's it's not like they have a, a ton of shot blockers back there. They have some bigger guys that were coming after it and doing, creating some uncertainty for us. But I think we were a little bit antsy. And I thought in the second half the guys did a really good job of catching, pivoting, putting it in the basket. And, and we started to move it a lot better. Sorry, that was long-winded. No, no, you're great. Um, <laughs> the one thing I thought was really interesting, and I want to go through that stretch there late in the second half, or late in the first half, there was a stretch where you guys went one of 12, but there were some good looks there. Yeah. They just weren't dropping. And so we were wondering, you know, is that what San Jose State's doing, or was it just some nights the and some games or stretches yeah. where the ball just doesn't go in the hoop? I think definitely you give them credit for, for some of those because they were rushed looks, right? Yeah. There were some that were rushed, and especially the ones in and around the basket. Maybe not so much the threes. I mean, there was one or two, you know, that, you know, we'd like to have back, um, you know, and, and test them a little bit more than we did. But, 
you know, I think San Jose State did a nice job of, of creating some uncertainty when we caught it in the middle, and we, we just started rushing them. Like it was, and primarily it was Brandon Bean and Sean in and around the rim. They were the ones catching it there the most. And a few of them didn't go down, like Bean. Yeah. You know, some of those that he typically makes. You know, he had four on one possession. He got some offensive rebounds He got some offensive rebounds there, and he was frustrated with himself. But, you know, it was really good to see see him, you know, recover, which I fully expected, you know, him, him in that second half, you know, to do that. And, you know, the guards did a really nice job. You know, the mixture of Max. Max, I thought, had an excellent game, especially in the second yeah. half. Uh, Steven Ryland was great. Uh, and RJ, and then Sean came out of it. Like he had a rough first half, and then he got that first back basket, and it gave him some confidence, you know, to kind of kind of finish it out. So I was proud of him. Coach, what kind of adjustments you made? I thought I thought they did a really good job offensively in the first half, yeah. getting to the rim. You know, obviously you're aware of their three point shooting. Yeah, they showed us that in the second half. But what kind of adjustments did you make in the second half? It looked a lot better. Well, I mean, we started switching. Is what we did. We okay. just said, heck with it. We're gonna, you know, keep a body in front and try to guard them, you know, man on man. And and uh, we weren't switching initially. We were, you know, in that white pick and roll that we call. Um, and you know, we had some success with it a couple of times. Brandon knocks the ball loose, and you know, we get it and we go in the first half, and then. They also got to the rim on us and got behind us, you know. Um, and number two got behind and dunked at one time. But yeah. it was really just the switching. And, you know, the threes more came in the second half just not being attentive to guys more than it was the pick and roll situation. I agree, yeah. And, uh, you know, like RJ's in the corner over there. You know, he was more just staring at it. And that's all 31 needs. He just wants you to help just for a second. And, and he's going to let it go. Yeah. You know, there you, you brought up Shulga, and I just I've been so impressed with him over this stretch. And there was a drive here, and and I forget who he dishes Great it to, play. but I, I and I told Coach I'm like, I would have bet a hundred skittles that he was going to take that contested layup, but instead <laughs> he dishes and gets an easy bucket. Those are just heady, Beautiful smart plays. Play. Yeah. Beautiful play, and uh, yeah, four assists, zero turnovers. I mean, that stop and pivot. He's one of the best fake guys, you know, I've coached. You know, he's got the ability to fake you and then pass, fake a pass to make a pass. Even the, the, the pass all the way down to Brandon, that was a fake. He faked it and then threw it the length of the court for Brandon to get a layup. I think mm. it was Brandon. Um, it was, yeah. Yeah, so he's got to continue that, you know, for us, and, and uh, he's a really valuable player. Coach, talk a little bit about the mental side. This team's been up, I mean, when they were down, right? They stay together. And, yeah. And, talk about and our gr- team? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, oh, only Aggies all the way. And, and yeah. uh, now now you got a little momentum, and they, they got a little swagger back. and. What does what that uh, show to you in February? Yeah, I mean, it's it's great. You know, we want to be playing our best basketball heading into March, no doubt, right? Uh, that's always the goal, you know, is to continue along that path. And you're going to have different seasons within the season, right? And so we had that, you know, really hard stretch. It doesn't mean that it can't come back, right? <laughs> and so for us, you know, it's all about not getting comfortable, you know, with where we're at right now. So I asked them as soon as I walked in there, how many games have we won in a row? And they all started counting in their head, you know, four or five or four or something. I said one. And we've only won one. Classic. Yeah, right? I love it. And, like, what's done is done. You know, the, the wins and the losses behind us. And so we've got to, you know, we write that on our board every day, you know, before every game. It's just like that's who we, who we want to be. I've done that my entire career. And, um, you know, because when you focus on the present – the theme of the day was laser focus. You know, I showed him a clip of Tom Brady, you know, obviously retired recently, and, and it was a clip of him being a leader in the heat of the moment. 
and he's on the sideline, and, and all you hear is like, laser focus, laser focus, guys, right now. And so we talked about, like, what is a laser? You know, lasers, it's, it's, it's one color pinpointed at one spot, and our team needs to have that singular focus of, like, what are we trying to get accomplished, and let's don't let anything distract us from that, whether it's a win or a loss, all right, or a bad play or a great play. Don't let anything distract us from what we're, we're trying to get accomplished in each game or each practice. Coach, heck of a W tonight. Hard-fought one, well-earned one, and uh, big one coming up against UNLV on Saturday. It should be a lot yeah, of fun. No question. No question about it. They're playing really well right now. They've obviously got one of the best players in the league um, in Hamilton, and, and he can really score the ball. And, and the other guys are rounding into form, too. They, they have quite a few new faces from all over, right, transfers that they've – you know, implemented into their, their, their program in the first year uh, for Coach Kruger, and they've done a great job. They really have, uh, especially here recently, winning at Colorado State, you know, following it up, you know, against the win over Nevada at home. And, and uh, it's going to be a good a good test for us, no doubt. No doubt. We need the Aggies out here. We need, yeah. we need this thing packed for, for that game at 4 o'clock. Let's go. Coach, appreciate it. All right, thanks. That's Ryan Odom, head coach of Utah State. Take a break, come back, and uh, hopefully I think we'll hear from uh, – Justin Bean coming up. Valley Office Systems, a proud partner of Utah State Athletics. Valley Office Systems provides office equipment and technology like printers, copiers, and softwares to businesses with customer service and support. More information available at valleyofficesystems.com. This is Aggie Basketball from Learfield. 62 the final in this one. Utah State gets the W over San Jose State. Joining us now, Justin Bean, who ends up the night 18 points, 11 rebounds, and 5 assists. And, you know, it was kind of fun to watch, and I know it was frustrating for you because the shot wasn't falling in the first half. Uh, but you became uh, – you were a distributor out there, man. You were dishing right and left. Is that – when sometimes the shot's not falling, do you kind of focus on that a little bit more? Absolutely. Yeah, I feel like I've always tried to just make the right play, and, and our whole team is bought into that. You know, everyone's really shares the ball well. Uh, everyone finds those open windows. And for me, yeah, the first half, like, like my high school coach said, I couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. So I just felt like I had to do other things to affect the game. And – um, thankfully, guys were able to, to get open, and uh, we were just rushing, rushing some shots there in the first half. And um, playing against the zone, obviously, it, it was different for us. But I thought we did a good job making adjustments and just playing to our strengths. And coaches had a lot of trust in us, so that was awesome. I thought the guards were really good against the zone, drawing defenders, passing at the right, making the right place. But I thought you and Horvath, uh, um, in, in kind of the baseline, short corner, high, low game really good and, and staying active what, what's your mindset when you're when you see that zone you start at the high post a couple shots didn't go you kind of switched to the baseline so what is what's your mindset there yeah I mean Brandon and I we we are both pretty interchangeable you know we like to switch it up um, just get different feels for the game someone will play high post then go short corner um, but thankfully yeah we were able to to just feed off of each other I thought in the second half um, and yeah, just finding open windows. I thought guys did a good job, like you said, the guards just picking their picking their spots and and not just settling for the first shot because there was a lot of open ones, especially early in the possession. So I thought we did a good job just waiting and getting the best one we could. How hard is it to stay patient when when shots aren't falling? It's extremely hard, um, especially when defensively. I mean, I thought you know they they did a good job just getting downhill. We couldn't get a lot of stops, even though it was a low scoring game in the first half. It's still kind of messes with you um, but again just credit to the coaches they did a good job just telling us you know just to keep fighting and, and keep getting our shots and just to not rush anything so again it was everyone thought I was trying to stat pad on that on that offensive <laughs> rebound those three but I was trying to make it I swear I just could not do it so 
We didn't say anything on the air about that. I <laughs> yeah. And if your dad's listening, oh yeah, tell sure. him. Hopefully, he forgot what we said. That, <laughs> uh, but but you know, honestly, things get rolling in the second half, and there wasn't didn't seem to be any real panic. It's like just play your stuff, run your stuff, and and things are going to happen. And they certainly did there in the second half. They did, yeah. Again, twenty four assists. Um, that's huge. I think I think we did just a good job, just staying in it, staying in the fight mentally more than anything. Um, again, it was a physical game, but more than anything, just a mental game. And I thought we did a good job overcoming those those uh, deficiencies and stepping up and knocking them down in the second half. I thought they did a really good job, San Jose State, getting to the rim in the first half. What what kind of adjustments as players did you make in that second half? Because you did a lot better job. Yeah, well, they're a huge pick and roll team, and uh, they did a good job. I mean, that was their bread and butter the first half. Thought we weren't being super smart off of the right reads, off of ball screens. I think sometimes we were trying to go over it when the ball was out by half court. Um, so that let them get downhill, and our switches weren't tight enough. Because um, they have shooters. They can hurt you if they get downhill and drive and kick. So uh, second half, we just had to do a lot better job just getting into the ball, uh, fighting through the screen, and then everyone being in the right position. So, A couple of guys that have really jumped out in their development um, across the board have looked really good. But I think Max Shulga has really stepped up. Hustle plays, smart passes. I mean, where he started at and where he's at now has just been remarkable to see. Absolutely. You know, you, you said it. I mean, he had four assists, 18 minutes. Um, that dude is, is just efficient, and he's he's a baller. So he has the whole package, I feel like. He can score inside. He can knock down the three. And that dude just sees the court uh, better than as, as good as I've seen anyone or, and played with anyone. So it's really fun to play with him. He's a very unselfish player and, and is always looking to make the right play. How annoying would it be to play against Stephen Ashworth? <laughs> oh, it's uh, I've done it. I mean, it's very annoying. We we played ones all the time. You would think that being six seven, you'd have an edge, but that dude is just feisty. His hands are active. He's very quick. Um, so thankfully, he's on our team, and uh, I, I try and get him on my team and pick up, you know, as soon as I can. So love playing with that guy. The reason I bring it up because especially over these last stretch of games, it seems like he gets under the skin of just about everybody he's been defending as of late. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and he owns it. I mean, he he takes that on with pride, you know, being able to guard top premier players in the conference. So he's, he's stepped up big. So you guys reeled off after losing four in a row. You've reeled off four in a row now. you got a big one against UNLV. UNLV's got back-to-back -back wins against Colorado State and Nevada. So that's a huge challenge. But the momentum seems like it's steamrolling here. What do you guys need to do to keep it going? Yeah, I think we just – obviously it's a quick turnaround. Uh, but UNLV, you know, the, that they're a really hot team right now. Obviously Wyoming, you know, got a big win tonight against Boise. But um, UNLV's right there. I mean, they're, they're very – very talented. They have a lot of perimeter players. Uh, Bryce Hamilton, obviously, is a talented scorer. So we just need to do a good job just playing team defense and, and not relying too much on one guy to, to carry the load defensively. But we just all need to, to bring it together and, and step up, make those shots, and, and finish this home stretch with the win. Do you do a lot of scoreboard watching this time of year, seeing uh, what's going on? Because I – <laughs> that Wyoming, I'm looking forward yeah. to going home and firing up the DVR and watching that yeah. Wyoming-Boise State game. No, me too. Yeah, I always like to stay in touch with, with all the games in the conference and just feel like I'm, I'm better prepared kind of with the flow of each game and, and how certain guys are playing. And it definitely benefits me as a player. So, yeah, it'll always be on in the locker room. Guys will, will watch it. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Well, this is the stretch run too. I mean, you're, you're halfway through conference schedule. March is coming up before you know it. And as a leader, I think you know that how important these games are down the stretch to to win these games um, to make sure that you're playing your best basketball going into that tournament. Yeah, I mean, we definitely want to peak at the right time. You know, we, we thought we had a great stretch in November. Um, and like you said, I mean, we, we lost four straight, <laughs> but we I thought I've done a good job of just um, – 
just taking each game, you know, with the same mindset and not just getting in our heads too much. And so the same thing, we got to be able to handle success just as well as we do adversity and show up to practice and, and not be satisfied with the outcome because we still have a long way to go to try and get to the top of this conference. Congrats, my friend. Heck Thank of a game guys. tonight. Great Appreciate job. you both. There you go. Justin Bean as the Aggies get the W tonight. Final score in this one, Utah State 78-62. to 62. All right. Sports Academy and Racquet Club, your club, your results, your life, and time for our uh, Everlight Solar player of the game. Coach, what are you thinking tonight? Well, I want to go with uh, with Max tonight. Max Scholga, I like it. I thought uh, well-deserved. It just seemed to be at the right time, right? The numbers may not be no number one on the stat sheet, but I thought game changer, and you, you called it during the game, and the more I think about it, that was a brilliant passing, really, really tore apart the San Jose Spartans. By the way, you heard Justin, and we did not keep tabs on this game uh, throughout the broadcast, and we probably should have, but Justin Bean knew what happened. Wyoming at home knocks off Boise State 72-65, giving the Broncos their first conference loss of the season. And uh, let's see, that was tied at half, and then uh, Wyoming pulls away in the second half and wins that thing 44-37, or excuse me, 72-65. But Big win for the Cowboys, and Utah State's got to go there next week. And look at Wyoming. Look how quickly things can change. They're now 18-3 and on the season and 7-1 and in conference. Yeah, I mean, that's a team that, that we talked about, you know, kind of same as San Jose State and is why they can't why can't they get it really going. They've had some good players here and there. But, boy, new coaching staff, Coach Linder's really got them playing. And they, they play so differently, Scotty, with that. You know, I'm all, all, I mean, post post guards and 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 posts that can shoot three. Just such a different team, and so, yeah, good turnaround. Good good for them until next week. Ek had 33 points tonight. Oh my goodness, he's a sleeper. But got to the free throw line. He was nine of 15 from the line too. My goodness, yeah, that dude is uh, that is playing. And then Maldonado was 16. You get nearly 50 combined from Maldonado and Ek, and you're gonna have a problem on your hands. That's eyes. a whole team right yep. there. Well, Coach, let's do it again on Saturday, shall we? I'll be here. All right. Utah State and UNLV coming up on Saturday. Remember, that's a 4 o'clock tip, 3.30 pregame here on these network stations, Aggies and the Rebels of UNLV. This is Aggie Hoops from Learfield.